0: 2 Kings chapter 8. I'm going to begin reading with verse 2. I believe they'll put that on the screen. It says, So the woman did as the man of God instructed. She took her family and settled in the land of the Philistines for seven years. And after the famine ended, she returned from the land of the Philistines, and she went to see the king about getting back her house and her land. The king asked the woman to tell her story, and she told him everything that had happened. He then said to the one, or he said to one of his officials, I want you to make sure that this woman, hear this, gets back everything that belonged to her, including the money, her crops, (laughs) her money, her crops have made since the day she left Israel. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this holy moment. We thank you for your word. God, you said you sent your word and healed them. God, I'm so grateful for every person that has entrusted this moment to hear from this mouthpiece. God, would you speak to us today? You know every circumstance. You know every situation. You know, every issue that people are up against. I pray for help today, Lord. I pray for the power of God to flow into every life, into every home, into every relationship. I pray that, God, hope would be received, that that encouragement would be received. Hallelujah. God, I pray that you would give me the ability to speak as a mouthpiece of heaven. God, give us the words to say. Let answers be released into people's lives. God, we declare and we recognize that this is a holy moment. And Lord, I believe there's many under the sound of my voice who would not want to be doing anything else. Speak to us, Lord. (laughs) Your servants are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen? Come on, put that in the chat room. Amen? Thank you, worship team. I don't know about you, but I am notorious for losing my phone. Does anybody else have that problem? Thank God for the app, Find My Phone, right? I don't know if you've you've got that. Most of you, I'm sure you have that. I use Find My Phone app more than any other app. It's just, it's just how, I, how I roll. It just seems like I have a tendency of, of losing my phone. The crazy places that I have lost my phone. I have found my phone in the laundry basket. I have found my phone up laying in trees. I'll be out in the yard working and Yeah, I do that. My wife puts me out in the yard and I have to work. I'll find I'll put my phone up in a limb and forget where I put it. Be looking for hours for my phone. Finally turn my app on and play the sound where I can listen and find my phone. I know you don't have that problem, but I I have issues in losing my phone. I've actually lost my phone in the refrigerator. Has anybody ever lost their phone? I, I, I don't remember how it got there. Don't know if I was sleepwalking, get my ice cream in the middle of the night. But I've, lo, I've left my phone in the refrigerator. There's other places that I can't even mention in church today where I have left my phone. The typical places are under my car seats. The typical places are under the cushions in our house. I, I remember... Uh, uh, a while back, leaving my phone in a restaurant, got home, didn't know where it was, and turned on the app, find my phone. Sure enough, at the restaurant where we had ate, I rushed back to the restaurant, went in there, got the manager. I said, my phone's in here, because it wasn't at the table. I said, my phone's in here. So, well, sir, there's no phone been turned in. I said, but I can prove to you that, that my phone's here. Look, at it's, it's beeping right here. I'm going to play a sound right here. And, and then all of a sudden, the, 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 little, the little locator began to move. And I noticed that phone went out of the restaurant and started going down the road. Well, I started going down the road until they turned my phone off and stole my phone until my Find My Phone app did not work. I, I've, I've I, I went and gotten gas and put my phone, I know you would never do anything like this, put my phone on my car and then drive off. Yeah, come on, Jesus. I heard that. Drive off. My phone falls on the road. This happened several years ago. Phone fell right in the middle of a highway on the divided line on a painted stripe. Drove two hours from that place. Got to my destination and realized I lost my phone. Turned on my Find My Phone app and guess what? I located it two hours back. Got back in the car, drove all the way, all night. It's like 2 o'clock in the middle of the night. Drove drove all the way back until I I was right where that phone was supposed to be. I couldn't see it anywhere. It was dark as could be. It's a a two-lane highway. And and, and so I pulled off to the side, played the sound. And sure enough, laying there in the middle of the road on on the painted line, face down, was God protected and kept my phone. There it was, still alive. No car ran it over. So I keep losing my phone because I keep leaving my phone. And this is what I've come to realize I lost something because I left something. I lost something, are you listening to me? Because I left something. Did you know that's just a simple reality? It's, it's really a truth that if you leave something, you lose something. Hear that, if you leave something, you lose something. We see this reality in, in so many natural things. We see it, if you, loo- if you, if you, if you leave your, your job, if you leave your company, guess what you lose? You lose your paycheck. You lose your insurance. You, you lose your benefits. You lose your grouchy boss. When you leave something, you lose something, right? When it comes to your health. In general, if you leave good eating habits, and regular exercise, rest and taking care of your, your body, it's only a matter of time, I'm talking in general, it's only a matter of time before you lose your health. If you, if you, loo- if, listen, if you leave the gym, you lose the muscles, Right? Because when you leave something, you, you lose something. Uh, if you walk out of a relationship, you lose that relationship. When you leave something, you lose something. If, if you have leaving on your mind, you have losing in your destiny. I'm going somewhere with this. You might as well go ahead and get excited because I don't have another message. This is it. Um, This is also true concerning the things of God. When you leave something, you lose something. As a society, in general, we have left morality. We've left the fear of God. We've left the the ways of God. I'm I'm talking about In society. I'm not talking about you, so you can smile. And the result has been we have lost the blessings of God. You see, if you leave God, you leave His ways, you leave His principles, you leave His truths, if you leave His lordship, if you leave your devotion for Him, your passion for Him, a godly lifestyle for Him, It's only a matter of time until you will lose his favor, his blessings, his benefits, his protection. It's only a matter of time until you lose the presence of God. You can't leave godliness and not lose. Kind of quiet in this, this new church. You can't leave God's Word. You can't leave God's devotion. You can't leave your commitment for God without losing some things in your life. You can't leave prayer and not lose power. Maybe maybe that's a great question for those online. Uh, Do do you have a prayer life? Do, do, Do you have a... I, I know that's basic Christianity, one It's what Christians do. We pray. And if you, lose, if you, if you leave prayer, you're going to lose power. If you leave the gym, you're going to lose your muscles. D- do you have a prayer life? Didn't know you was going to get so personal today. Game on. Welcome back. I, 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 know, I know you have an internet life. I know you have a Netflix life, I know you got a work life, we're busy, right? Got to build that business, work that job. And I know we have a sports life, I guess we shouldn't be talking about that today, right? Super Bowl party life, right? But, but do you have a God life? If you leave God's ways, you lose the things of God. Now, I haven't come with bad news today, so cheer up. I've come with some good news today. And it's a Bible principle. It's something that I heard years ago that God has really resurrected into my heart in the last couple of weeks when I just had an opportunity to just be alone with God and to get quiet with God. And you might think I'm coming after you in this message. I'm not coming after you in this message. This is a message that God came after me with. So this message isn't about you. Look straight forward. Come on. And... Uh, I'll just preach to myself. But I've come with some good news today. And it's a Bible principle that I want to talk about for just the next few minutes. And it's this truth or this principle right here. If you want to get back what you've lost, then you've got to go back to what you left. In other words, to get back, you have to go back. To get back... You have to go back. (laughs) Uh, If you've lost God's blessings, then go back to seeking Him with all your heart. If If you've lost God's provision in your life, then go back to putting Him first. Start tithing. Start giving. If you've lost your joy and you're flipping people off, go back to rejoicing, go back to praising. I know they don't want you to sing, but you got to go back to singing. Put your mask on and sing away and rejoice and watch your joy. Come on, watch your joy come back. If you've lost your victory, then you've got to go back to obeying God's Word. Because if you want to get back what you've lost, then you've got to go back to what you left. Now the craziness is, especially our generation, is that we want what we lost, right? (laughs) We want the blessings, we want the fix, we want the answers, we want the miracles. We want what we lost, but we don't wanna go back to what we left. But to get back, you've got to go back. I said to get back, you've got to go back. Let, Let me show you this principle Throughout the Bible, and I'm going to just show you a few of them. This principle: to get back, you have to go back. Zechariah chapter one, verse three. So you must. God's saying, so you must tell the people. This is what I'm telling you today. What the Lord, all powerful, says: Come back to me, says the Lord, all powerful, and I will come back to you. To get back, you have to. We listen. To get back, you have to go back. He says. I will come back to you. This is what the Lord all-powerful said. In Joel chapter 2, we see this principle again out of the message translation. Verse 13, notice what it says. Change your life, not just your clothes. (laughs) Isn't that good? Come on. It's not enough just to change your clothes. God says, change your life, come back to God your God, and here's why. God is kind and merciful. He takes a deep breath, puts up with a lot. How many of you know God does put up with a lot? How many of you are thankful for God's mercy? How many of you are thankful for God's grace? Where would we be, right? We don't serve a God that just writes us off. He puts up with a lot. He's waiting on you, and He's telling you today, come back, come back to God, right? He says, he says he's merciful, takes a, deep, he takes a deep breath, puts up with the law. The most patient God, extravagant in love, always ready to cancel catastrophe. Come on, does anybody need God to cancel the catastrophe of what the enemy is trying to do in your life, in your home, in your marriage, in your business, in your work? God says, I can cancel it all. Who knows? Maybe he'll do it now. Maybe he'll turn around and show pity. Maybe when all's said and done, there'll be blessings, full and robust. Here's the point. Are you hearing? To get back, you have to go back. In Isaiah 55 and 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him, watch us. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, or mercy on him, and to our God, for he will notice this, abundantly pardon. Yeah. To get back, you've got to go back. Job 22, 23. It's all through the Bible. I, I could sit here all day reading these to you. If you return to God, all-powerful, you will be restored. How do you get restoration? You've got to, you've got to go back in order to... To, to get back, I want to be restored. I want God's help. But you gotta go back to get back. You gotta go back to God to get God to do what you're needing Him to do. Hosea 6 and 1. Come on, let's go back to God. And guess what's gonna happen if we'll go back? He'll heal us. He'll heal us. Come on, does anybody need healing today? Come on, he'll heal us. And I like this. He'll put us right again. He'll put you back together again. If you go back, listen, if you'll go back, you'll get back. You with me? James 4, 8, familiar passage of Scripture. But let me read out the Passion Translation. It says, move your heart closer and closer to God, and he will come even closer to you. New King James says, draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you to get back To get back, you have to go back. We see this this Bible principle in our opening text with this lady, this woman in 2 Kings chapter 8. She was warned by God through a prophet that there was a famine coming to their land. And so she takes her family and she obeys God and she she leaves her home. She leaves her farm. She leaves her land. Her and her family, they go to another country. And by leaving, they end up losing everything that they had. And that day, if you left it, you lost it. So she's obeying God. Listen to me. Sometimes when you're obeying God, it looks like you're losing. But I'm here to tell you, when you obey God, you'll never, ever lose. And when she left that nation... She lost her house, she lost her land, she lost her farm. But after seven years doing what God said to do, then she's told she can go back. So she goes back to her land, and the first person she goes to is the king. And she begins to plead for her land back. She asks for a house back, she asked for her land back, she asks for her farm back, and the Bible says, that the king commanded that all of her stuff be given back. But not just that, the king also commanded that whatever those seven years that that land produced and whatever profit there was, that they were to give those profits to that woman. So she got back her land, she got back her farm, but that's not all because the king was so gracious. The king was so merciful that she got all the profits that that land had produced all those seven years. She got back what she lost because she went back to what she left. Now don't miss this, because this woman shows us such an important principle here. It's a key to the story. If you want to get back what you've lost, It isn't just about going back, but you got to go back to the right person. This woman went back to the king. And I've come to remind somebody on the other side of this camera, I've come to remind somebody in this room that you serve a king. He is king of kings and lords. Come on, is anybody going to help me preach today? She just didn't go back, but she went back to... The King. We need to go back and bow our knee. Come on, church. People of God, we need to go back. We need to go back to our king. We need to go back and bow our knee before our king. We need to go back and confess him as our Lord and king. We need to go back and surrender our lives back to our king. If you go back, if you go back, you'll get back. Does anybody need to get back something? Huh? In the book of Judges, anybody need to get some healing, some deliverance, some peace? Has anybody lost their joy in this COVID season? I don't know about you, but I'm just going to be really real today. I was telling my wife, I said, I don't know what's happened. Last year, I'm just irritated, agitated. I'm the pastor wanting to flip people off, just driving down the road. Just, just, you know, just, just about that quick to go off. Why? Why? We all have been in a pressure cooker. Anybody need their joy back? Any, don't look at me that way. Like you're some cousin of Jesus. We know you got your issues, right? Anybody need their joy back? Come on. Does anybody need their passion back? Come on. Does anybody need their peace back? In other words, you've got to go back to get it back. The Book of Judges, the Bible, talks about another person named Samson. Many of us know the story. He's a man of God who made vows before God and commitments to God. Complete devotion. The Bible says it was a Nazarite vow. He made a devotion unto God. And because of his devotion unto God, he had God's presence upon his life. Because of that, God gave Samson's supernatural strength and great power to defeat all of his enemies. And as long as Samson kept his devotion and his passion towards God, the Bible says he was a mighty man upon this earth. But one day, he ends up leaving, and he ends up losing. Because anytime you leave something, you lose something. And he begins to break his vows with God he began to live a complacent lifestyle. And in Judges chapter 6, now, I know we would never do that, right? We would never get lukewarm. We would never get complacent. Come on, we're passionate about God, burning for God, right? We would never allow COVID to take away our passion for God. But that was Samson's issue. He was committed to God, made, 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 made vows to God. I'll serve you all the days of my life. And then he starts messing around, becomes complacent. The Bible says because of that in Judges 16.20, see what it says here. It says the Philistines are here to capture you, Samson. See, all the times, it didn't matter how many Philistines, it didn't matter how many of the enemy. I mean, he killed a 1,000 guys with the jawbone of a donkey. This man had God's anointing. He had God's strength. And now and now he's up against it again. He's facing a new challenge in life. The Bible says the Philistines are here to capture you, Samson. And he woke up and thought, like many of us are thinking, I will do as before. I'll just shake myself and God will show up and I'll have a breakthrough. But you can't leave something without losing something. I'll just shake myself free. But he didn't realize, hear it, that the Lord had left him. Samson lost God's help because Samson left his God. Samson left his devotion to God, his godly passion, his consecration, his, his, his godly living, and when he did, he lost God's presence, he lost God's power, he, he lost God's ability, he lost God's favor, he lost God's protection. Huh. He lost his vision, literally took his eyes out. He lost his purpose, he lost his usefulness. He lost his reputation. You can't leave something without losing. This is the only message I've got. I don't don't have another one. So you might as well get excited about this one because this is the one God wanted you to hear. Somebody put that in the chat. This is the one God wanted you to hear. When Sampton left his love for God, he lost what God had promised to do in his life. I have a question for us today. Have you left? H- have, you, have you left your commitment? Have you left your devotion? Have you left your passion to live for God? If so, I've just come to tell you today, I'm doing the work of a pastor. I'm supposed to exhort, but I'm also supposed to correct. If, if you've left, I'm here to tell you, you're losing. You're, you're losing because if you leave, you lose. But the good news, if you come back, you get back. If if you return, if you return to what you left, you can recover what you lost. (laughs) Now at the end of the life, at the end of Samson's life, he came back to his God. It's It's a marvelous ending of his life. He begins to pray and he says, God, Remember me just this one last time. Remember me, God. The Bible says that he accomplished more in those last moments of his life than he did with his entire life. I'm here to tell somebody, listen, you can get back if you go back. If you'll come back, you'll get back. And you can accomplish more with your destiny and your future than you can with all your previous life before you. You know, Jesus warns of this, this principle that I'm talking about in Revelations chapter 2. Now, he's, he's, he's the head of the church. <laughs> he's the one that you get all teared up about. You know, he, he's that one full of mercy, full of grace, but he talks about this principle. Now, I know you wouldn't get mad at Jesus, so let me just tell you what Jesus says concerning what I'm preaching this morning. Revelations chapter 2, verse 4 He's actually actually talking to a church here, and this church is is our church, too. He's talking to the church of Ephesus, and he's talking to every other local church. He says, but I have this against you. Would Jesus talk like that? Would Jesus say words like that? Apparently. He's saying it. I have this against you. You have abandoned the passionate love you have for me at the beginning. Think about how far you have fallen. Repent. Don't hear that much in church anymore, huh? Repent and do the works of love. Do the works of love. Do the work of love, of love, love. You did at first. He says, if you don't turn back, I will come to you and take your light out of its place. Now, most of us hear that and we see that as a threat. God, listen, Jesus is not giving you a threat. He's giving you a warning. He's he's saying, hey. Hey, hey, when you lose your love for God, your passion for God, your walk for God, hey, hey, it's not, it's not a threat, it's, just, it's just, just a warning. He's wanting you to wake up to the fact it'll only be a matter of time until you lose the light of God, the illumination of God. What is the light of God? It's the purpose of God. It's the direction of God. It's His clarity in your life. Without God's light, you're living a life of darkness. It's why you keep bumping into things and running into things and why things are not working in your life. I was in this room the other day. I wanted to come in and just spend some time praying over the seat you were going to be sitting in. God heal them, and God deliver them, and God set them free, and I came in. It was completely dark. I said, well, I know this building. I, I've been in this building hundreds of, hundreds of times. I know how to get around, and so I, I just start taking off. It wasn't long, and I was laying on the ground because I'd ran into chairs, hit my, hit my knees, and was crying out, God, don't heal them. Heal me, God. I need help. It was amazing how I thought I could navigate in the dark, and I couldn't navigate even in a place that I was so familiar with. I got up from that place and turned on my my, my phone that I found. I had a light, and I could figure my way around praying for your chair this morning, praying for you on the other side of this camera today. This isn't a threat trying to wake you up to the fact don't live your life in darkness oh I've got good news for you if you'll come back you'll get back you can get back your light. you can get back the ability to see again you can get God's help back in your life because the truth that I'm trying to preach I hope you're getting and I hope you're getting it on the other side of this camera if you'll come back you'll get back. If you'll come back, you'll get back. Let me go to my last story. Well, well, I was going to over Jesus's parents, they went to church one day. You remember the story there in Luke's gospel? They, they go to church, and they leave church, and they leave Jesus. Isn't that crazy? They, they, leave, they leave Jesus, and the, and the Bible says that they lose him for three days. How do you lose Jesus? How do you lose the Son of God? The Bible, and and, and listen, if if they were parents today, they would would take him to prison, they'd take him to jail. Right? But but Jesus is, and, and listen, God chose them to be parents, and they leave Jesus, and they lose Jesus for three days. Right? Why? What you leave, you lose. And when they realized they had left him, they went back to where they left him. Come on, are you with me? In other words, to get back, you gotta go back. Did, did you leave Jesus somewhere? Did, did, did you leave, did, has it been three days for you? Has it been maybe three months? And maybe three years? Maybe three decades. Don't, don't, listen. Don't get sad. Get happy. God's coming to you today with good news. Because if you'll go back, if you'll go back, you'll get back. I'm here to tell you, you can get your dream back. You can get your passion back. You can get your joy back. You can get your peace back. You can get your provision back. If you want to get it back, you've got to go back. Luke chapter 15. Very familiar story in the Bible, where a son leaves his his father's house, goes to his father, you know the story, and he demands his inheritance before his dad even dies. And he takes that inheritance and he goes as far as he can from his daddy, his father, and his father's house. Now this son, hear me, this son thought that he could leave without losing, and this is the same old lie but the devil is telling millions of people every day of their life. You can leave and not lose. You don't have to serve God like that. Come on, that's not really necessary. You don't have to worship like that. You don't really have to sing. I mean, they're saying don't sing. We don't, we, we don't. We probably shouldn't do that. No, you better put your mask on and sing. You you better rejoice. You better worship. Or you're going to be flipping people off too. The enemy's selling that lie, telling that lie to millions of people every day. And so many of them are church-going, or used to be church-going people. He says, "You, you don't have to pray like that. That's not really necessary. You don't have to do all that God stuff. That's not really necessary. That's only if you feel like doing it only if it's convenient and comfortable and, and you're not working. Come on, the Bible, is, the Bible is not a book to be obeyed. That's what the devil says. He, he said, that's just options. It's just suggestions. You don't have to give. You don't have to tithe. You don't have to forgive. You don't have to love. You don't have to be faithful to church gatherings. That's not important. You're quiet in this new church today. It's a new beginning here. That's a new start. And I really do come apostolically to set the house in order, to set our destiny in order, to say, to say, to say to every devil in hell, game on. The local church is alive. I wish I could get some help in here. The local church is full of faith full of power, full of miracles, full of deliverance, full of joy, full of peace, full of breakthrough. It's the answer. Woo! Oh, that Bible stuff, that Bible stuff, it's just, it's, it's, it's just suggestions. It's, it's not, it's not a book to be obeyed. Hear me. That's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. If you leave You lose, and this son thought that he thought I can leave and not lose. After all, I've got got all this money, got my inheritance, got all this stuff. I got my car now, got my house now. Hmm. Got all these friends. I'm living my own life. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm living in the fast lane. Enjoy my life. I'm partying all the time, packing it up in the club. I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am preaching Come on, is anybody excited about what God is doing? But the truth is, when he left, he lost. Now, this is where we get confused. Listen to me. All those on the other side of this camera, I hope some of you have pulled offside the road because God, the convicting power of God Almighty has arrested your attention. He's saying there's more, there's more, there's more. Don't settle for this kind of life. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for depression when God has given you. God's given you joy when he left he lost now it didn't happen overnight and that's what gets so many of us confused but after the party was over and after the money was spent the Bible says he loses it all and he finds himself feeding pigs he's in a pig's pen he's broke he's busted he's disgusted He's tore up. It's a preacher thing from the floor up. He lost his father. He lost his home. He lost his inheritance. He lost his dignity. He lost his purity, he lost his morality. He lost his peace, he lost his joy. Oh, but I've come with good news today. I haven't come with bad news today. I've come with some good news today. Come back. Come back, somebody. Somebody needs to hear this. Come back. Because if you come back, if you come back, come on, somebody needs to put that in the chat. If you come back, guess what happens? You get back. You get back. The Bible says that in that place, where he had lost it all. Everything he thought life was about. In that place, in the pig slop of life, the Bible says he came to his right thinking. He came to his right mind. Sometimes, I'm almost done. But you need to hear this. Sometimes, you don't know what you left until you lose it. Sometimes you don't know what you left until you lose it. Somebody needs to hear me today. Come on, on the other side of this camera, driving that car, in that home, in that hospital room. Remember when you, listen, remember, somebody needs to hear this. Don't wait. Here it is. Don't wait until you lose it. Don't wait until you lose it all before you realize that just maybe you're not where you should be with God. Why do we wait so long and lose everything we have till we realize what we lost? Don't wait. Don't wait for the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy and lose it all before you realize that you're just not in the right place you used to be with God, that your passion's not as hot as it used to be, that your your fire's not as blazing as it used to be, that your devotion is not there like it used to be, your commitment is not there like it used to be. You remember, right? Some of you, when you first started that business, (laughs) how you were on your knees, fasting and praying, oh, God, this has got to work. I need your help. But now that business is up and going. It's busy. Money's coming in. And now, when's the last time you got on your knees? When's the last time you burned for God like you used to when you needed His help to start that business? Oh, you remember, right? Before you got that great job, how you cried out to God, but you got the job. You haven't cried out since. Remember when you had no house, you had no car, you had no money? You remember how you used to say, God, oh, God, if you don't help, I'm in trouble. God, I need your help, but you got the stuff. Ain't got time for God now. But if you go back, you'll get back. When are we going to learn that stuff is not enough? Stuff's nice. I like stuff. Do you like stuff? I think God wants you to have stuff. He's promised for you to have stuff, but stuff is not life. Do you, do you know what the Bible says life is? Can, can I tell you? Life is, is really our vision statement. It's to know God. It's, it's to know God. If you're really lo- trying to figure out what life is all about, it's not your job. It's not, it's not your relationships. It's not your occupation. It's not the business you, you build. It's not your, your, your identity life god says here's what life is all about here is what life is to know god is life eternal and if you don't figure that out right here on this earth you'll finally figure it out in heaven but god wants you experiencing eternal life right here and right now right in the nasty now and life. it is what life is all about When are we going to learn that money and fame and popularity? It doesn't make you happy, church. It's nice to have it. You can enjoy it if God is in his right place. All those likes on social media, (laughs) they don't make you somebody. Jesus makes you somebody. I I know some of you clicked off and God's seen that. Some of you are turning me off. Some of you are ready to scoot out of here, but, but, but I'm not quite done. You, you remember before you got all those important relationships, how you served God and you cried out to God, oh God, I need you. God, I need relationships. I need a spouse. God I, I, God, I need, I need. But then you got it all. And hmm. remember when you first got saved? how hungry you were how passionate you were you you couldn't wait to get to church you couldn't wait to say hey I'll help I'll serve you need children's help hey count me in you need some greeters you need some parking lot help Uh, count me in I'll I'll help but now but now thanks to COVID-19 you know if I get around to it I'll, I'll watch it on demand Do you know, statistically, in our nation, 40% of the church, since the church has been closed in our nation, has not watched anything church-related online. And can I tell you, watching church is not the church. It's important, thank God for the technology, but I'm here to tell you, if we're not careful, the enemy's right here in this season, and we've left something and we've lost something. But I've come with good news today. If you'll go back, you'll get back. So, so I know, you know, you, you think I'm coming at you. I'm not coming at you. This was God talking to me, your pastor, your leader. God dealing with my passion and my devotion. I remember, oh, how I remember when I first started this church, every week. Was a crisis, God. What am I going to preach, God? What am I going to say, God? We don't have anybody. We don't have any money, God. I got kids. I got a wife. We're going to starve, God. I need help. And every week was a crisis. I didn't know how to preach. I still don't know how to preach. Every week was a crisis, and you know what I would do? I get on my knees, God. I need you, God. I need a word from heaven. God, I need your help. God, I, I can't do this without you. But then people started coming. Needed to build structure and do things and do this and do that. And it's funny that even in the church, how you can, you can get away. Okay, God, we got this covered. Now we, we got we got we got we got people that are in skinny jeans and look good and sing well and. God, God, we got this covered. Just give me a sermonette online and preach that. Uh, You still with me, by the way? Come on, online, you still with me? And God's bringing me back. (laughs) Woo! God's bringing me back. He says, son, you've left ministry gifts. You've left anointings. You've left left things that, 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 that needs to be cultivated on your knees in prayer and in devotion to me. God's calling us back so that we can get back. This message isn't really about you. I'm just preaching what God has been preaching to me. I'm sure you're good. I'm sure you're okay. That son got his thinking right. He got up out of the pig pen and he went back home. And what he did not know is that his father was waiting and watching for this moment. And when the father saw him off in a distance, the father ran to his son. The father hugged him and kissed him. The father hugged him. And In the original language, it's not just one hug and it's not just one kiss. The father ran to his son and hugged and hugged and hugged and hugged and kissed and kissed and kissed and kissed. He kissed the shame out of him. He kissed the guilt out of him. Come on, he kissed. He kissed the... <laughs> I'm here to tell somebody today that God is not mad at you and he's looking down the road of your life, looking for you to come home. And if you'll go back, then you'll get back. You'll get back his presence. You'll get back his peace. You'll get back his joy, his forgiveness. Come on, you'll get his love back, his favor back. You'll get his power back, his miracles back, his healing back. You know what's amazing? The Father restored everything that the Son had lost. I'm going to ask you to stand in this room. You online, maybe just change your position. I know I've gone a little longer today. I hope, I hope you haven't clicked off online. I hope that you are holding this moment with us. Those in this room, I'm just about done. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. This isn't, just a, this isn't just a cute message. This is God speaking to this house. This is God speaking to your pastor. This is God speaking to those who have an ear to hear. We're getting ready to get some stuff back. Come on, we're getting ready to get some stuff back. Does anybody need anything? Does anybody need to get some stuff back? And that son comes back home. His father goes running to him and restores everything. The father gives him a robe. Righteousness for all the filth and all the dirt. The father gives him a ring of authority. And others, whatever the father had, it's now your son. You didn't leave it because you got it, because you came back. And he gives him shoes, a new walk, a new beginning. You know what got me about this story? When he left his father, he thought, he had all of his father's inheritance never thought about this before when he left his father he thought he had the inheritance that his father he thought he had it all that his father would give him but when he came back his father gave him more you see in other words he came back to get back and his father covered him again his father covered him again you see when you think you blew it and it's all been lost God says hey if you'll come back you'll get back I'll just cover you again and I'll cover you again I don't know about you I keep coming back and God just keeps covering and God keeps covering and God keeps I thought I had all of his inheritance but I never exhaust all that my God has Woo! Listen to me today. Regardless, this is my closing statement. I wrote this down because I wanted to say it just like I felt God gave it to me. Regardless how many crazy, silly seasons you go through, I've come to tell somebody God's got you covered. God says, if I can get the silly out of you, I can cover you again. Come on, put that in the chat. Somebody's going to get the silly out of them. Somebody's going to get the crazy out of them. And if you'll come back home, you'll get back what the Father has. Somebody shout amen. I don't know about you. By the way, that was a lousy amen. Shout Amen. the chat room shout amen God's covering you again has anybody had a silly season has anybody had a silly season the COVID-19 has been a crazy silly season but I'm here to tell you God's getting ready to cover us again he's getting ready to cover you again he's getting ready to cover your family again God's gonna cover us again come on right where you at just close your eyes right there in that house right there in that room right there in that that garage I just want to sing this through just one time, Tava. (laughs) 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 Oh, yes, Lord. Come on, make it your prayer. Come on, make that your prayer today. it's all about you jesus and i'm coming back to this Father, I pray over these precious people in this room, on the other side of this camera. I pray this word would take root in our hearts. That if we have left, if we've left you in any capacity in our passion and our devotion and our commitment, God, that we'll realize that there's loss that comes with that and that we'll go back because you gave that invitation return to me and God you said if we do you would return to us God may celebration be more passionate more devoted more committed to the things of God in this day and age when the church needs to be God let celebration be rise in strength and power and anointing and miracles God to reach a lost dying world. God I pray today that you would cover people again I see I see I see the Father I see God all you had to do is change your thinking say I'm going home and God was on that road looking your father was on that road looking and you know what he's not waiting for you to get back home he's running to you and he's hugging you and he's kissing you and he's hugging you and he's kissing you and he's hugging you and he's kissing you and he's covering you again he's blessing you again he's healing you again he's giving you joy again he's giving you a peace he's giving you peace again he's restoring you he's restoring you again he's prospering you again he's favoring you again you're in this room on the other side of that camera. You don't, have, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Or you did like this prodigal son and you, you've walked away, you, you ran away and you went as far as you could. You, you did not maybe not even intentional, but you realize, man, I'm done. I got to go back so that I can get back. If that's you and you need to surrender your life to Jesus, whether the first time or 30th time or 100th time, pray this prayer with me and say, Father God, today... I come back to you. I return to you. I declare Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I surrender my life. Jesus, live in my heart. I declare you're my Lord. I declare you're my Lord. I bow my knee to your Lordship. You are my King. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Come on, give it up for those that heard them. That- Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc slash give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.